0: On Let me tell you what, who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion, I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW, and I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot... L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam up guy. Oh, I don't see any no. reason. Wait a minute, L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in in the cruiserweight division here. Please, he's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sake, it's fifty pounds. Who separate. are you to to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious. How about, how about hypnosis? Let's get through. Psychosis, down... psychosis, psychosis, whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler. You know. <laughs>
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 248 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLaRente, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jaunet.
2: Hey.
1: What's going on, Miss Didi? How are you?
2: Nothing much. How are you, friend?
1: I'm good. How has Parts Unknown been treating you?
2: Parts Unknown? Well, my nephew came back. Nice. Well, that was great. And he's darker than ever. Yeah, <laughs> He melanin. We're out here. So, yeah. Oh, there's a big drama because apparently I do not have equal representation of my nephews in my phone in regards to pictures and videos. Uh,
1: Because the one nephew's playing baseball, right?
2: Yeah, but he's the one who's in my phone. Yeah,
1: because there's more action shots of him, right?
2: Not even that. It's just that when he is here, he's all up on me. So like we take selfies. Uh. When we go to dinner, he sits next to me. When I'm sitting down, he'll sit with me. So it's like, it, it 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 felt right in the moment, but then the big one was like what what is this? Where am I in your phone? Like <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's messed up. I feel bad now. Terrible
1: well, auntie. Terrible
2: auntie.
1: You gotta you gotta do some correcting. You gotta yeah. Do some
2: Yeah. Maybe. <laughs>
1: But he's got to play his part, too, right? He's got to be.
2: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you got to come around me. You got to come hug me. Like, you got to come get this Usy. Like, I'm not trying to force myself to be around you. You 13. You don't halfway like nobody nowadays. So. <laughs>
1: uh, well, it's
2: a give and a take.
1: I'm glad to have you back so we can talk about SmackDown Matters and more. Uh-huh. And we're joined on this episode by our raw cast journalist himself, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam? Hey, everybody! Now, glad that you could join us for impromptu run-in on this week's episode.
3: Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs>
1: The WrestleCast is being brought to you by the CSPN. You can find the CSPN on the web at cspn.us. You can also subscribe and download the show through iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and YouTube. So we've got some news to start off this week's episode. Unfortunately, it's sad news as Harley Race, NWA World Heavyweight Champion, I think it was six times maybe seven, passed away on Thursday. Uh, Just an all-around legend of the ring. The man who set Ric Flair's career uh, in motion as Ric Flair won the heavyweight title from him for the very first time. Um, Just an all-around legend. I know when I was growing up as a kid, my parents always talked about Harley Race and how tough he was and all the matches he had against Dusty Rhodes and going to see him live defend the titles at the live shows back in the day. So, Big void in the wrestling business uh, With the passing of Harley Race One of the toughest men In professional wrestling history Just I'm pretty sure if you find a podcast The Ulrich Flair Show His old podcast he's got plenty of stories About Harley Race driving fast And wrecking cars And coming out uninjured and stuff So just a wild life And uh, he will definitely be missed in the wrestling biz Sam you got any thoughts on Harley Race Before we turn it over to you For the cast Report
3: I actually, I, my earliest um, uh, Well, the first time I saw him was as um, Vader's manager. Oh. And I remember like, my folks were like, yeah, that, that dude was like world champion and he did this and that. I'm like, that dude, the, the manager? Really? <laughs> uh,
1: a lot of people may have saw Harley race uh, our age for the first time. Uh, when he faced Hogan on oh, Saturday Night's main event, and he did the headbutt through the table, he had Hogan on the table, and he went to go do like a diving headbutt off the ring. And Hogan moved, and he headbutts goes through the table. That was a classic Harley Race uh WWF spot. So he went there very late in his career. He had a couple of matches with Spotlight
3: matches. No, when he was a uh, King King Harley, right? Yep, yep, yeah. He had that uh, match against uh, JYD at WrestleMania three. Yep, sure did, sure did. So.
1: Definitely a legend, especially uh, in the NWA territory. He was, like I said, like a six or seven-time heavyweight champion. Uh, Very well-known for his matches against Dusty Rhodes and all around the world in Japan and and all the feuds that he had. So do some searching on your YouTube. Look up some Harley Race matches. um, You know, get entertained, get familiar. All right, Sam. So we'll turn it over to you for this week's Rawcast report for Monday Night Raw.
3: All right, so this is Monday Night Raw from Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh the show begins with the vignette surrounding the WWE's most coveted title, the twenty four seven championship. Uh then we see a bunch of twenty four seven competitors surrounding the ring. Uh they call it a mosh pit for the next match, the twenty four seven title mixed tag match. Alright, twenty four seven championship mixed tag match, Drake Maverick and Renee Michelle. Or is she just they just they they took away her last name, didn't they?
1: I think she's Renee Michelle because they don't want to get it confused with Renee Young. So I think uh-huh. they're still giving her last name value.
3: All right, so Drake Maverick and Renee Michelle versus R-Truth and Carmella. Uh, the match is silly, as expected. Uh, R-Truth toss Maverick out, and he crowd serves over to the mosh pit. Uh, over the mosh pit, uh, Carmella gets too much offense on Renee for my taste, personally. Uh, at the end, Truth retains. The mosh pit jumps in the ring and dog piles true. The referee counts the pin on the dog pile, and the one who gets out of it is Mike Canellis, aka Maria's baby daddy. Uh, Mike runs out of the ring and is chased by the mosh pit. He retreats to a WWE officials' room. Uh, Maria appears, fakes stomach pains, fakes pregnancy pains. The mosh pit goes away. Maria tries to get in, but Mike says no. He thinks it's Carmella in disguise. Maria threatens to kick her baby daddy in the vagina. Uh, gauntlet match for U.S. for the uh, gauntlet match. Gauntlet match for the U.S. title match. The uh, remasterial begins with Cesaro. AJ Styles is actually watching television like a normal hu- human being. Uh, Dom,
1: they've been making improvements in this situation over the past few years, man. Like the last if, this year, especially.
3: What if like what if like that was like Heyman's first order of business? You will watch TV <laughs> like a normal person. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's like number three on his checklist of things that need to change.
3: (laughs) Right. Uh, Ray tries for a springboard attack, but Cesaro catches him with a European uppercut. Cesaro goes for a buckle bomb, but Ray counters with a hurricane hurricanrana. The two go at it back and forth for a while. Ray hits a top rope bulldog on Cesaro. He hits a 619, splashes Cesaro, and advances to the next round.
1: Another example of why Cesaro should be the champion because that was a banger of a fucking match with Rey Mysterio right there.
3: Yeah. Uh, Sami Zayn comes out Im- immediately pounds on Ray, but then Ray rolls up Sami for the one, two, three, and advances again. Sami is livid. Uh, Andrade comes out with Selena Vega. Andrade begins with some arm wringers and elbow locks. The two chop each other, and then the pace picks up. The match rolls on, and Andrade pins Rey Mysterio. And at the end... For no reason at all, Andrade just rips Ray's mask off. Uh, Rico- Ricochet comes out, runs Andrade off, and checks on Ray. Ray nods and gives him the thumbs up, and it looks like he's telling Ricochet to go for it. Ricochet is running with his fast-paced style, while Andrade likes to keep things slow and aggressive. Uh, the match rolls on. Ricochet hits the six thirty and gets the victory. He is going to SummerSlam. Uh, so Ricochet is interviewed in the ring after the match. Uh, is it Kayla? It's Kayla, uh, or knock off, Maya Rudolph. Uh, she tells him, Congratulations for winning the match! and just sticks a mic in his face, never actually asking him a question. He says he couldn't believe he could do it, and when he beats AJ Styles at SummerSlam, everyone will believe. No, everyone will believe then. Uh, Mike and Maria are backstage. Mike tells Maria that she can be proud of him now that he's a champion. Uh, Maria orders him on his back like he usually does, according. I don't know if that means, you know, in bed or that he usually uh, loses matches. I, I guess you could take that either way you want. Double uh, entendre for sure. That's what it was going for. What's that? It
1: was a double entendre for sure. Uh, that's okay. that's uh, what it was trying uh, to make you think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mission
3: accomplished. She, Yeah, but she doesn't. The way she told it didn't seem... she Her delivery was just really bad. Uh, let's see here. Uh, she calls a referee out and tells Mike that she is pitting him so that her unborn child can have a champion as parent. Uh, but you would see, this is a very this is very weird. It's, this is what I put down.
1: This is uh, because this, they're trying to play up that she doesn't necessarily think that Mike is the husband. If that's what she told him. She said that she doesn't.
3: Oh, okay. So uh, that see. Mike
1: isn't the father. So there's a, there's this mystery that uh, okay. she's pregnant. He thinks more than likely it's his, but she's dangling out that. Uh, I don't know about what that.
3: it. I mean, is she constantly known to skip around behind his back or something? Or what, is that what they're trying to imply? I
1: don't know. I, we're we're all on the same ride that you're on when it comes to this Oh,
3: okay. Um, well I thought maybe they've been giving you backstory for the past like month and a half.
1: No, it just popped up that like, hey, we're gonna have this mixed tag match with Seth and Becky because we gotta build this um you know, to this match with Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. So in the midst of that, let's throw this little thing in here to give them actually something that they can repeat themselves on T V. Oh, okay. So week. so
3: there's been so there's been no dip, no back, no elaborate backstory here. Okay.
1: no he just popped up and like okay what happened was Maria got tagged in the ring she didn't want to fight Becky she rolled out of the ring and she's like I'm pregnant I'm pregnant and oh no I saw that yeah yeah, yeah. so that was the start of it and then it's just been going on since then
3: okay so Maria declares herself the first ever pregnant champion uh, she eggs on Titus uh, who was the first 24-7 champion and uh, parades around the 24-7 crew telling him that she'll be at her OBGYN and and they can pin her when she's in the stirrups.
1: So, Miss Didi's your name before we move on as the mm. lady of the podcast. Yes. How, how do you feel about all of this? Oh, what? The Maria story. <laughs> the winning the title.
2: Oh, being pregnant?
1: How she's talking to Mike. How she...
2: Um, I, I Listen, if he likes it, I love it for him. <laughs> Who am I to interfere in their relationship? Maybe... You know, some people are into that. You know, humiliation is a turn-on for some people. Uh, it's what I've heard. Now that I know. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, good for her.
1: And what about the the uh, first-ever pregnant champion?
2: Listen, I'm really surprised to take WWE this long. <laughs> I mean, they, they did have Mae Young give birth to a hand on TV. So, it's like you know, it feels like it's a little overdue.
1: Okay, well, hopefully Maria can continue to pull this off as she is uh, working her way back into the mainstream of everybody's thoughts and consciousness after being buried on 205 Live for the past two years. I
2: cannot wait to see who pins her to win that title off of her. (laughs) Who's going to be the one? (laughs)
3: All right, maybe maybe Renee maybe Renee is got that got the same thing going on with uh, her husband. She, you know, her calling him a a a, a wuss and everything. Mm, she still she still
1: kind of respects Drake. She's just mad that he's more obsessed with the belt than her. But she still like is down with it because she tried to help him get the belt.
3: All right, well, let's let's see how long that lasts. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross come out for a moment of bliss. Alexa gives a shout out to Maria, winning the twenty four seven championship. Uh, she ch- chides Dolph Ziggler for ruining the Raw reunion week when he superkicked Shawn Michaels. Uh, see, she then brings up another person who doesn't have who doesn't have much of a moral compass either. Uh, so they show Big so Show. They didn't actually do a good job explaining this. Someone had to explain it to me later what was going on. The whole like Fit Finley thing. Apparently, Fit Finley was trying to teach Natalia how to get out of what Becky's holes or something.
1: Did this armor, uh huh, teaching her yeah. counters. They were pra- they showed them in the ring. He was it was Natalia, Fit Finley, and about three other girls. And so, Fit was like, Okay, this is how you get out of it now. You know what I'm saying? Okay, this girl put it on you, and you try to get out of
3: it. No, oh, yeah, I, I saw that. I just yeah. didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, man. And the, the commentary didn't do a good job of conveying that to me. It's practice. Uh, okay, we just talked about practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, she kicks Finley in the groin during training and attacks Natalia. Uh, Alexa claims that she is going to knock the man down a few pegs tonight. Uh, Becky appears on the Titantron and tells Alexa that she can say what she wants now because she's going to have to pay for it tonight. And uh, Becky gets on Nikki for having no Celtic pride. Uh, That was a good movie. I saw that. Uh, David Waynes. uh, I forgot who else was in that. And she called
1: Fit Finley a traitor. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But she forgets. It was Fit Finley who allowed her to get into the Royal Rumble. And take um I forgot whose spot she took, but remember somebody got jumped and couldn't make it and Becky came out and, and it was Fit Finley who was like, Okay, yeah, you can go. And that's how she even got the title shot to begin with. So
3: Yeah, Becky's but he's gotta, supposed to have her back at all times. Come on, Becky, like, you know, Irish pride.
1: Becky's gotta, you know, remember.
3: All right, so the tag team championship triple threat match, the Usos versus the So I, I was told this was called the original club. Is that what they're calling Usos? The, the OC? OC, yep. Okay, I thought they were just fans of CW dramas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the Usos versus the OC versus the Revival. All right, match, match, match. Wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. The Usos crossbody the Revival. Gallows and Anderson hit the magic killer on one of the Usos and get the victory. Utah team champions Gallows and Anderson. So AJ Styles is grabbing shrimp and champagne from catering, which is there for some reason. Uh, the interview robot tries to talk to him, but Gallows and Anderson arrive and the three men celebrate.
1: He was like, Ooh, we're nature. We're nature. All he didn't, he just didn't <laughs> break out the nature boy impression that he does.
3: All right, recap of Raw Reunion. It seems that Sammy Zayn has taken over East Slater's spot for getting beat up by legends. Uh, see the Raiders versus the local competitors, the uh, basic squash match. The street prophets are backstage. They recap what's been happening tonight. So I don't, I don't know these people's names. So I'm, I'm just gonna say one and two.
1: Montez Ford and Dawkins.
3: Okay. Uh,
1: Angelo Dawkins. Sure. Montez we'll Ford that. is the skinny one. Angelo Dawkins is the one with the headbands that say "Fam."
3: Well, which one's married to to Sabinki? That's Montez Ford. So that's the skinny one. Yes, sir. Okay, so one of them accuses the other one of being Maria's real baby daddy. Uh, Seth Rollins arrives, one of them says... uh, What? One of them says... Oh, one of them says Dolph Ziggler instead of Dolph Ziggler. He almost had himself a Booker T moment there. (laughs) Uh, There's more banter. Uh, Becky Lynch is walking backstage and they just have to remind us that Seth Rollins is her boyfriend. So Alexa Bliss versus Becky Lynch... The crowd chants Becky and Alexa covers her ears. I, I That was funny. Uh, she dares Alexa to a, attack her first. Uh, that's not happening. The two just start wrestling. Nikki Cross interferes on Alexa's behalf. Chief shying Becky. Alexa does a good counter to the disarmor, Rolling up Becky for two. Becky hits a big exploder while Alexa seems to be hurt. She's in the ring crying her eyes out while Nikki attends to her. The trainer comes over and carries her out of the ring while the crowd boos. She cradles her right ankle. The Riff asks the trainer if she can continue. The trainer says no. The referee calls a match. Uh, Nikki jumps in the ring and demands a match against Becky right now. So uh, they go to commercial. Nikki Cross versus Becky Lynch. Nikki berates Becky. Becky begins whipping her across the ropes. Alexa is on the outside tending to her injury and sitting in a chair. Nikki gets the upper hand. Becky looks like she's trying to hit a sidewalk slam, but Nikki won't go up. Becky plants her with a front slam and gets the pin. As she celebrates, Alexa comes to and jumps Becky in the ring. Nikki and Becky take turns beating Becky. Uh, Natalia runs out and the two women run off, but Natalia suddenly puts Becky in the sharpshooter and walks away. So backstage, Natalia says she wants to challenge Becky to a submission match, but the man isn't man enough to accept, so she's not going to issue the challenge after all. She just walks off for some reason. Alright, so uh, Maria is backstage taking photos with her new championship. Uh, Brody the Strowman shows up and Maria gets in his face and uh, Maria wants a sample of how big and strong he is. Uh, Braun breathes into the camera and fades away. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziegler. Dolph comes out to Shawn Michaels' theme in Titantron. Uh, he laughs until Seth that he looks like he lost his smile. Uh, Dolph says he did both men a favor because these old people keep coming back and taking their spots. Rollins wastes no time and goes right after Ziggler. The two wrestle a bit. Rollins takes over for a while. Dolph makes a comeback. The guys do their best Naido Ibushi impression with that apron DDT. Uh, punctuated with a sickening thud. Later in the match, Rollins gets prepared for some sweet chin music. Brock Lesnar comes down, hands his title to Paul, jumps in the ring, and Beats the crap out of Rollins. The bell rings and the match is called. Brock beats him up. Beats him up a bit. No, wait. Beats him up a bit. Hits him with a chair and then sits on the chair and watches as Rollins struggles to get up. Brock stands up, grabs Rollins and F5s Rollin on, Rollins onto the chair, injuring his ribs. He does it again and again with extra, added extra height on the last one. Uh, Paul Heyman is, is pleading with Brock to stop. Brock grabs his title and decides it's time to leave.
0: That is the look of the Seth Rollins. It's like, the- wait a minute. Hold on. It's his mind game. Oh, no. No! The universal champion, Brock Lesnar, is here. Rollins opponent at SummerSlam. Why here? Why now? Oh, no. I mean, it's Dolph Ziggler. Ooh. Rollins is late from behind out lesnar to pounce and out brock lesnar with a german suplex to rollins and the beast lesnar is on the attack the germans are just gonna keep on coming rollins is going to suplex city brock lesnar as intense as they come has focused on rollins and this oh my god this is gonna be ugly Lesnar, Lesnar enjoying this. And now outside the ring Brock Lesnar marching around with Rollins on his shoulders. Oh! oh. Into the post. And f five into the steel post! Rollins by that broken ribs. Oh my God, Not, enough is enough. Rollins can't even stand. And Lesnar again with Rollins up top. Oh, my God. He'll tear right out of the ribs again. Oh I would ask why, but we know the answer. But Brock Lesnar only does what Brock Lesnar wants to do. When Brock Lesnar wants to do it. Rollins is hurt. Oh my goodness, Brock Lesnar with an F5 out of the chair again. This is an absolute mauling. Someone, Hayman, somebody's got he Hayman's Heyman, yeah. begging Brock off. Hayman's telling block to stop. If if Hayman can't control Lesnar. The... Not again, not on the chair again. with the beast to back up to stop this assault
1: oh this was great it was violence everywhere
3: yeah backstage EMTs and referees are stretching set to the ambulance Roman Reigns looks on the OC arrive with Samoa Joe they all ambush Roman and the Usos and the amulet Seth is being loaded on. Uh it tries to take off but it's stopped by Brock. Brock pulls Seth's Gurney out and it rolls down to a shipping crate. Uh Brock beats him up some more and fives him onto the stretcher. Uh I didn't I didn't take that hit, but I'm gonna at least be out about six weeks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he fucked Seth Rollins shit up. This was great. This is the best debuts Brock. In a long, long time, just came out there and brought that fucking pain. I it
3: didn't approved. say a word. Good.
1: <laughs> I uh, approve. And it was funny because now that everybody knows Paul Heyman's like in charge, it was even more like telling when he was like, "Okay, Brock. Okay, 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 okay." <laughs> it's like, don't beat him completely. We still got to get some use out of him.
3: Right. Uh, let's see here. Uh. Joey Samoe comes down. He calls out Roman Reigns so he can beat him down some more. Uh, Roman comes out to two fight. The Usos and the OC also arrive for a fight. Uh, Drew McIntyre is in there for some, somehow. I didn't, I didn't even see him get in there. He just appeared. Uh, Cedric Alexander is on top of the Titan and leaps down onto a crowd of people. Drew sends Cedric up for a Claymore kick in the ring, but Cedric counters with a drop kick. The OC attacks Cedric, and this all starts over again. Uh, the Uso super kicks a mojo, and Roman finishes him off with a spear, and then we fade to black. Good night, everyone.
1: That was the best, I don't know, from the time, from the middle of that Dolph Ziggler-Seth Rollins match to the very end of the show. So, let's say 35 minutes. That was the best 35 minutes of Raw consecutively that they put on in a third hour, and I don't know how
3: long. Yeah, the show is it's it's a lot stronger. It it reminds me of like that old classic, classic uh, NWA type. Like just the show, the presentation of it, is a lot different than what we usually see from WWE.
1: Yep, they had a lot more violence with the Brock Angle. They had some long matches as far as the wrestling went on this show. So uh, it was. a long yeah, wasn't. There, episode there wasn't
3: very much. There were, I didn't notice any. Filler BS. Like they, they that, they took. Well, effect. except for the Maria's, except for the Maria stuff. I mean, but aside from that, there wasn't much. Just stuff that you could easily just have left out, you know.
1: Right. This was supposedly the most influenced uh, show by Paul Heyman to date, and uh, so it should come as no surprise that it was so good. because he's not. Too old and out of touch. He's actually, you know, right. working with most <laughs> I mean, of these
3: he's people. He's a he's a student of the game. I mean, go look at East, look at some of the old ECW e. stuff. So, a lot of that he took from like the old Memphis wrestling.
1: Right, right, dude. Like a lot of the storylines and stuff.
3: The e. C. yeah, these a lot of the ECW e. stuff. He the storylines and everything was like straight up from, from like seventies and eighties Memphis.
1: That's what's up. That's what's up.
3: So, so he knows what he's doing.
1: So what would you rate it on it? Um...
3: Uh, on, on the sour patch? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. This is actually this is actually going to a five uh, a five patch uh, a five patch uh, episode. Okay, look at this. He how liked how it. Many? how many? Yeah. How
2: many? Five.
3: Yeah, five out of five patches. Five? Wow. <laughs> All right, Dedra.
1: We have breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. He liked it. He liked it.
2: <laughs> what was that commercial, Mike? <laughs> yeah.
1: Miss <laughs> Didi Janet, your thoughts on this week's episode of Raw?
2: Um, I I saw it. I don't really. I didn't remember it. A lot of it.
1: Was I there probably, alcohol involved?
2: Uh, probably. Um,
1: you do remember Seth getting his ass whooped, though. You can comment I on did.
2: that. It was very, it was very violent. It, it, it was, it was bloody. I don't like Brock Lesnar in any iteration, so even, even that's just not going to work for me. But I mean, it, it fit with who he is and all of that. I will say, um, yeah, no, it it wasn't great for me. Finish fun- HBK was great, but that's about it.
1: <laughs> it's funny how. Vince McMahon's on the conference call, like, "Uh, yeah, we're not gonna be all blood and guts, like a uh, AEW. You know, that's just not gonna be our style." And then, <laughs> literally, the next show they do after that, Seth Rollins is bleeding from his guts. So, what a sword. <laughs> <laughs> right? Has oh, AEW oh.
3: been bloody and blood and, yeah. and guts? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Cody yeah. Rhodes caught one across the head, uh, and uh, man, fucking Jericho, Hardway, and Hangman Page. And, uh, that looked pretty bad because when he came back out there, his eye was all purple and shit.
2: That's being fucked up in (laughs) AEW. Do you know that thing had the nerve to sell out? Like, they couldn't even wait till payday?
1: (laughs) Oh, were?
2: Yes.
1: I'm pretty sure you could...
2: It was sold out by Thursday. I'll look, like, for the resale and all that other shit. Right,
1: right. That's what I told Anwar. Anwar was like, I'm gonna use the Jade to the max. Uh, strategy i was like that might not work on this one cuz it's the first one you know what i'm saying yeah
3: what's the That's strategy like-
1: to just of- yeah wait till like the thing starts to get ready to start and buy one
3: no actually, they actually that that works most of the time
1: oh yeah yeah it does there's because, always uh, somebody out there. Now um, the legitimacy of your ticket may be questionable but
3: <laughs> No the but like the the New Japan, um the ROH New Japan show and MSG. Some of the dudes that were uh, in the hotel I was in, they didn't have tickets and they literally waited till like maybe like five minutes before showtime and the, all the prices on StubHub dropped.
1: Yeah, because the tickets are no good. Once the show starts, yeah. the value is you know goes down so, tremendously.
3: Yeah, so yeah, so they they pick, they were able to pick pick up two good seats for a really good price. All right, that's All right. nice. Maybe I'll
2: try that. We'll see.
1: Good luck. I hope that works out because I'd like to have you to be in the building for that and tell us what the atmosphere and everything was like for the first time I would that like ever to doing
2: be. something. Since that would be my first like non WWE related like wrestling match, that would be something to see.
3: Yes, yes. Really? Did you? Dang.
2: Yeah, I've seen.
3: I did not go to the roster.
2: Yeah, I've seen NXT once, and I've seen main roster twice.
3: Hmm.
2: Once was SmackDown, and once was a pay-per-view.
3: I see. I see. You should. You yeah. should check out some. You should hang out with Classic and see some Indies.
2: I can't hang out with Classic.
3: <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> I can't. It's awkward. He brings his girlfriend and his girlfriend is my ex-best friend, so that's... Can't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very messy. Actually, she's always nice when I see her, but it's still weird, so...
1: That's definitely Charlotte's Web.
2: It's very odd, so it's like, oh, okay. Who,
1: whose music is that that I hear? Is is is, is, is that Greg uh here in the background? What's up, G? What up, what
4: up, what up? What's going I've, been, I've been involved in a Marathon... Baby diarrhea, oh. counts match
1: <laughs> everywhere. It's, it's been rough. Oh man, our dog had that, our puppy had that going on about three weeks. Actually, it's on my birthday, so it was like a month ago. Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so, a, that's the way you want to wake up on your birthday to doggy diarrhea everywhere. Like, oh my gosh! Sure. Happy birthday!
3: <laughs> <laughs> Here's your gift. <laughs>
1: Uh, G, your thoughts on uh, Monday Night Raw, this episode, what, what, whatever you got to see of it. Well, I caught the, the YouTube
4: version of it, which is quite often the, the best version of it. Because uh, I normally can't stomach a whole episode. But, uh, I mean, I, I thought it was entertaining. It, it did a good good job of setting things up for the pay-per-view. So, I, I for what I saw, I'd probably give it a
1: a three out of five. Okay. All right. All right. Miss Dee Dee, do you have a rating before
3: we move
2: uh, on? I'll go with three out of five. That sounds good.
3: She she She's taking two stars off because of Brock.
2: I am. You know me. Yes.
3: I'll give it a
1: four out of five. I thought that last uh, part of the show, that third hour, was really strong. Uh, Like I told Sam earlier, it was kind of like three one-hour shows instead of one long three-hour show because it seemed like everybody kind of had their tier. You started out with the 24-7 match and then the gauntlet match to figure out the the contender for the United States title. Then you had the women. And the War Raiders and kind of the tag team match there in the middle, to, in the middle of the show. And then the last hour was the, all the main event players. So it seemed like it was broken down and it flowed a lot better that way than just trying to hodgepodge the show together. Like we're about to talk about next because I'm about to turn it over to Miss Didi Jonet for this week's SmackDown Matters.
3: I'm actually going to be out of here because I have a day off and it's Sunday and there's a lot of things to do. So, I oh. said everybody. Enjoy yourself. Yeah,
2: I'm going to a day party. Yeah. No,
3: no brunch for me. No. <gasps>
2: <laughs> no Take uh, it. The baby disapproves. You hear him.
3: No, no mimosas here. No, sorry. <sighs> mm-hmm. Mount, Mountain
1: Dew. Mountain believe. dews will be a plenty though.
3: Mountain Dew with a chip, with the chip garnish, with the Dorito garnish. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, man. Thank you for joining us and enjoy your Sunday.
3: All right. Take it easy, guys. Yep.
2: Bye.
1: All right, Miss DD, it's all yours.
2: All righty. So SmackDown starts with a video of Shane saying that he will not be there on advice of his life coach. Is anybody surprised he has a life coach?
1: <laughs> he needs to get a better striking coach. Maybe that's the guy who's dubbing as his life coach.
2: Whoops. He says, however, that at SummerSlam, he will end Owens' career, and he declares that he is the better man. And right after that, Kevin speaks. He jokes about Shane not being there, but we can get through it together. He reassures Shane that him not being here is great news because the show can actually be about the talent. You better be at SummerSlam because he will beat Shane and won't be quitting. He will prove that Shane doesn't belong in the ring. And even if he didn't belong because he's, like, not a wrestler, he doesn't belong because he's, like, 80. So, yeah. Anyway, he knows that Shane will keep showing up, but Shane will know that this is the Kevin Owens show. Uh, Drew arrives and says that Kevin talks too much and that they have a match tonight. He attacks post-Kevin and tosses him over the commentary table. The match, would you believe when the match is?
1: Right now.
2: How could you guess? So, yes, Drew McIntyre hits the avalanche air raid crash. That's a name for two. They spill to the floor. Then McIntyre clears off the announce table. There's a stunner by Kevin to Drew on the table back in the ring. Kevin hits a super kick and a stunner for the win. So I'm sure we've talked about it before, but we we like the stunner being a move again.
1: Yeah, as long as it was beating people. Yeah. Steve Austin. Not a transition move. Yeah, Steve Austin said that he wasn't going to approve it if it was just going to be some bullshit, but he says, as long as he's winning with it, then hell yeah, keep using it.
2: I love that. Okay. Ziggles is interviewed. He comments on his actions from last week when he super kicked HBK. Dolph doesn't care, says, too bad. He mocks McFoley for not belonging, and then Goldberg before talking about HBK putting his hands on him last week. He says at SummerSlam, he faces the Miss, who isn't even the best wrestler in his house. That was rude. I remember that. <laughs> that made me laugh. Tonight, he says he takes out Balor and proves he is the future. I was about to say ba- Baylor, Balor. Finn Balor. Really? Um, I mean, for, for some of our yeah,
1: uh, members of the globe, it is Finn Balor. Like B-A-E-L.
2: B-A-E. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it is.
1: Tatiana, yes, Janine, yep. Her especially.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she's got a real good picture of him, like, all crotch and chest. It's great. <laughs> it's
1: amazing. Hashtag creepcast.
2: <laughs> we have our moments. Um, Bailey meets with Emperor Moon and they talk about last week uh, because they're going to team tonight. But Bailey says if Moon pulls anything, she'll regret it. That's right, Bailey. Let her know shit ain't sweet.
1: Yeah, that was kind of messed up as many times as Bailey has had Ember Moon and any of the black girls back on the roster that that Ember would do that to her. Now, I can understand her eclipsing Charlotte.
2: Yeah, of course you should equip Charlotte. But how are you going to eclipse a girl that had your back? Right. You know how? Because Ember is one of those black girls.
1: Ah, yeah, you're right.
2: So... It was like, you going to sit up there and turn your back on the one little ethnic girl who got your back. See, that's why, that's why we can't have nice things. Anyway, Alistair Black cuts a promo, noting that he's different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. Okay, his salvation lies within strife and the willingness to pick a fight with him. Cesaro was a true man and stepped up, but how does he follow it up? he waits less patiently for anyone to catch on and understand what he's trying to do for himself I don't know what that means do you
1: (laughs) no Um, uh, on this other podcast I listened to one of the hosts literally typed it out verbatim Mm -hmm. and said what Mm -hmm. he said and Uh. it's like who in the hell talks like this (laughs) (laughs)
2: like I feel like it's supposed to be so like Shakespearean and like deep and like you know I read a lot of self help books and like it means something more than what you think it means but it's like what are you saying right it sounds like a whole bunch of words to say I want to fight like just say I want to fight
1: or how about you come out in the ring and say this where actually somebody can find you that too and stop hiding everybody talks about Brock Lesnar at least we know when Brock Lesnar's in the building he's easy to find
2: yeah Cause really, it's just like he's just not there.
1: So it's like, right.
2: Like who knows where Alistair is? We know where Brock at. Brock at home with Sable. <laughs> now watching the WWE <laughs> Monday made Business. That's where they're at. I miss Sable. Sometimes I wonder how much money they would have to give her for her to even show her face at ringside.
1: Uh, um. No, it probably won't happen. Well, I mean, on Vince's behalf, it it could, even though you know she sued them. He gets down with people who sue them eventually, but on her yeah. behalf, she's like, "Nah." She
2: yeah, no, I, I, I know. It's not, I know it's not Vince because they, you know, I know it's not Vince. I know it's her. But that's on like, what could what could they offer her for her to be like, "Y'all gonna be little funky ass show"?
1: Uh, Greg, you got a a, a a nomination of how much it would take? We talk about Bitcoin money. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that Brinks truck that Jalen Ramsey reported the training camp in filled up to the top bigger, bigger than that i mean i don't expect her to come back before they put her in the
4: hall of fame i'm sure that'll happen probably within the next five or ten years but i don't i don't expect her to make an appearance before then
1: yeah she's definitely got to go in the hall of fame though
2: yeah she got she does have to and i just i want to see what she looks like i could google it but it's not the same. like what does she look like nowadays what has a decade of being with Brock Lesnar, done to you.
4: Like, well, we, we've seen her at UFC's. She's been ringside.
2: I know, I haven't watched them. And like I said, I could Google it, but I just wanna see like what is like the the old sable new Rena Lesnar? Is that I don't know. Like what does that look like on WWE? Like I would like to see it. That's just me. If she don't fuck with them, who who can blame her? But anyway, back to this match. Bailey and Ember versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki. Nikki Cross. I feel like Nikki's accent has gotten less deep and I don't like it. But anyway. Nikki tags and then the double team follows. The heels work quick tags, but Bailey dumps Nikki and makes the tag. Moon runs wild in his and has an Inziguri and a follow slam. The Eclipse connects with Nikki. Bliss posts Ember and Twisted Bliss finishes on Moon. AKA Ember lost. So post match, you know, Bailey picks up Ember like, "Are you okay? Is everything great?" And right when she thinks shit is sweet, she hits the Bailey the belly on moon, and she's like, "That's what the fuck I'm talking about." And she stand over her talking her good shit, and I was like, "That's right, Bailey, you better." How y'all feel about it?
1: I thought it was kind of heelish. Like, look at uh, Bailey trying to do a little bit of heel life in her in, in her swag.
2: That ain't healish, That's just revenge.
1: But that's not the Bailey we normally see, though. I
2: know.
1: She, she Sasha's normally, a
2: good influence on it.
1: <laughs> she normally would just wait to the match. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Like I said, Sasha's a good influence. It just took a <laughs> few extra months, a couple years. The spirit of her friends took over for a second.
1: But I think that mm-hmm. the match at SummerSlam should be pretty good, though. I'm excited yeah. to see it.
2: Same, same. They're both great. Um, Oh, excuse me. But I have to burp. Oh, I do. Wait. Uh, Oh, excuse me.
1: What are you drinking today?
2: Nothing. Isn't that terrible? I have. Oh, I did try this thing where uh, I had club soda, you know, like fizzy water Mm -hmm. and spiced rum. And actually, it's not bad. I felt like it would be really disgusting, but it's not. What a blessing. Okay, okay. So, so maybe I can yeah, that's
1: do that. pretty good. Yeah, once, yeah. S- something yeah. new you can add to your arsenal of healthy drinking.
2: Yeah, it sounds like such a misnomer, but like as long as it's not a fruity thing, and then you can drink all you want and you won't get a headache because the headache is in the sugar, not the alcohol. Boom, mind blown. You're <laughs> welcome.
1: Pro tips for all you people out there hopping bars and attending weddings in the next couple of weekends.
2: I'm telling you, all in the straight drinks. Now, don't do shots. Love yourself. Put some soda water up in it, too, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I was a victim of the tequila shots last night. Really? Yeah, so after about, there's a window there between, oh, what time we get back home? Oh, we started watching Mike Epps, and then the next thing I know, it was like 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was real. Um, My brother got married a year and a half ago and it was, was it an open bar? Maybe there was like wine and spirits. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was open. I don't remember. But either way, nobody was drunk at the wedding. So then he was like, we're going to have the wedding. It's going to end. The reception's going to end. And then if you're, if you want to meet us down at this bar at around nine o'clock. So we get to the bar around nine o'clock. He got a friend who got a husband who's I don't know, he seemed like he was like some ninety day fiance kind of stuff, like <laughs> seemed kind of fresh off the boat. But he was a nice guy. And he was like, You're his sister? I was like, Yeah. He was like, shots for you. I was like, Okay. So I ended up having five or six shots of Patron. And then he was buying up for everybody, my brother, his wife, me, my cousin. And then I was like, Oh, there was a drink that I didn't get, you know, the middle of New Orleans type drinks. So we went and got that. I'm digressing, but the point is I got fucked up. Don't do what I did. Don't do shots, and don't do fruity drinks. Just alcohol, busy water. That's all. And if you're not gonna go overboard, you can do a whiskey ginger. That'll get you right. The ginger's good for you. It
1: helps with inflammation.
2: Yeah, and you are going to be inflamed with all the alcohol you drink. But anyway, I digress. Sammy Zane. Cut a promo on <laughs> words, cut a promo on Alistair Black and says he's begging for help, not a fight. He hides because he can't live up to the hype and he will beat and expose him at SummerSlam. So that'll be an interesting match.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be good if they get a lot of time.
2: But for me, it's like if you if Alistair beat Cesaro, then Alistair's gonna beat Sammy, right? Right? but maybe the logic doesn't work like that I don't know
1: matches aren't played out on paper they're played out on TV sets so who knows we'll see
2: we shall see Daniel Bryan has a big announcement but he leaves before he tells us I don't know maybe Bree's pregnant again who knows anyway the King's Court Jerry Lawler's here he's got fancy lights his lights are like yellow or some shit but anyway he's got a guest and his guest is Trish Stratus the prettiest girl in all of Canada She's glad to be here, and Lala hypes her vacation photos on Instagram. They talk the Raw reunion, how many legends want one last match. Um, they're talking about the reunion because she wasn't there, because she was on her vacation. Trish says that it's in her blood, and she always has the itch, but she's a mom now. Charlotte arrives and says you can't hold a king's court without a queen. You can, but that's all right. She mentions not being on SummerSlam, because right at this moment she isn't on the card, and you know that hasn't happened in about a decade. And she runs down Trish. There are other WWE stars that are moms. So why is that an excuse? And then she challenges Trish to a match at SummerSlam. Charlotte says she expected more from Trish, but the new women aren't models shaking their assets. And says Trish can't hang with the queen, so get out of my ring and get back to your minivan and go back to changing diapers. That's not nice.
1: Yeah, that was really, really disrespectful.
2: It really was. And it's like, what did little Canada do to you? Nothing at all. It's not her fault you're not anybody right now. And you're finally not on the card. But, of course, they couldn't let that stand. So, Trish puts over Charlotte, but then says, she's really just being a bitch. There will be no trail for Charlotte to blaze if it wasn't for her and her generation. And accepts the match at SummerSlam. So, Charlotte has a match at SummerSlam.
1: So it's like they jammed like three weeks worth of story into one program into one promo. Yeah. Like, I'm clearly sure that this was meant for the Raw reunion where she comes out there. When she
2: was on vacation. <laughs> yeah,
1: and Charlotte makes the challenge. Then we get the week where she's supposed to like think about it. And then this was supposed to be the week where she comes out and goes okay, I accept the match. Right. But they just jammed it all into this one segment.
2: Shoot, they really could have kind of just done it today, well that day, and but just done it throughout the de- the evening. Like she could have been a bitch in front of her, and then she'd be like, well, just challenge me, and then have a background segment where she's just like, I don't know, because oh, that diapers.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, and you don't deserve, and you haven't earned me at Summerslam, and then being like, but you know what? You're disrespectful. You gonna right. get these hands, you You're know? Right. They, they could have done it a different way, so. But it'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure Trish will lose, but it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out and what they do with the both of them.
5: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Next, the OC cut a promo on SummerSlam, put themselves over. AJ will prove to Kofi that SmackDown will always be the house that he rents from me. Thank you so much. (laughs) We get a...
1: (laughs) Is he has he been delinquent on his payments? Is he still current?
2: I mean, you know, he's current, but I don't like his attitude. You know, some people pay on the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Me, like, I know it's due on the first, but when is my when of my days really like when do the fees kick in? The sixth? Oh, you'll get it at five fifty nine. right. You know, like one of them people. But that's okay. I got my money. He's on time. Uh, There's a Firefly Funhouse segment. The puppets are excited for SummerSlam and the rambling rabbit loves Valor. Who doesn't? But the fiend will be unleashed and he runs away as Bray arrives. There are a lot of R's in these sentences. Bray (laughs) (laughs) Bray laughs and says, let me in as we get video of the fiend. I'm afraid of the fiend. I just want you to know, I don't feel comfortable I'm unsettled.
1: They've, like, up the creepiness of mankind to a whole new level.
2: I'm so unsettled. Like
1: <laughs> This actually like, looks baby. like a really good horror movie, like, low-budget mm-hmm. horror movie character.
2: hmm You could easily imagine him as, like, the nice little guy down the street, and then, like, in the evening, something comes out of the basement terrorizing people. And they call it the fiend in the news and shit. Like, I could see it. It could easily fit on American Horror Story. Speaking of American Horror Story, it's on Netflix. The last season, bitch, they got clowns.
1: Oh Who yeah. Has time? Yeah. Yeah, they did have Who
2: clowns. Who has time? <laughs> like not not only dealing with Twisty, but them other bit like I'm still on episode one. I can't finish.
1: <laughs> uh, Greg, uh what type of stuff do you think Bruce Pritchard has been smoking to come up with these fire Firefly Funhouse segments?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> said, what, what type of stuff?
1: Yeah, you know, him and Bray gotta be getting super lit coming up with this stuff together. Oh, uh, Callie's best. Sure. <laughs> um,
4: but I think now, but the whole look didn't uh, did Tom Savini have something to do with that design? I don't know. I, thought I saw that. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I I, I love the, the weirdness. I mean, hey, it, it's it's something different. That we don't have. I'm I'm big on different when it comes to wrestling.
1: It's definitely different. It's scary too. I know one thing: the people when the when it looks like he's about to come out, they get into it, and that's one of the few times that people actually like stand up during the match.
2: Dolph Ziggler versus Finn Balor. Dolph sets up for the super kick, is countered by Sling Blazing a standing double stomp. Balor dumps him, but the fiend's music hits. The lights go out, and he's here. But the fiend disappears and Dawg hits the super kick for the win. That, my friends, is a distraction finish.
5: Bam.
2: So shots all around. Okay, next. Nakamura, my favorite, who I have missed so dearly, has a match with Ali. Nakamura hits the reverse exploder and a kinshasa is met with a super kick. Ali misses the 450, but he counters the kinshasa. However, Nakamura hits a DDT. But another Kinshasa is countered into a cradle and Ali gets the win.
1: You didn't watch that Saturday night version of Smackdown they put on the network, did you? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, it, it was genius because... Really? Mm-hmm. It was, it was genius because that they, re, they basically debuted the new look of the network by having that oh. show there. So everybody oh. goes to the show and then you open it up, your network up, and it's like... Oh snap! It's brand new, so now like you can fast forward and go exactly to the part of the show you want. It has oh, it
2: they upgraded has the system. Uh-huh. Oh, they yeah. did upgrade the system because they fucked Jay's information up in the system.
1: Yeah, so now like you can actually go <laughs> to the segments of like NXT. You can go to the actual segments that you want. You don't have to necessarily watch the whole thing. So that's nice. Yeah, so they use that uh, that Saturday Night SmackDown to to promote the new look of the network, but they had this match for the title, um, Nakamura versus Ali. And it looked like Ali was going to win that match. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, he got snuffed out. So And then it, it would look like, okay, well, that's done because he got beat with the Kinsasha clean. But then they mm-hmm. came back to it this week, and now Ali gets to win. So, I guess we're going to... I well, guess they're gonna, think they're
2: going to be on SummerSlam yeah, pre-show about to say, or something? I, yeah,
1: they're going to... Well, I heard that the pre-show is only supposed to be an hour, not two. So, I don't know. What it,
2: a blessing. It'll well, get will.
1: thrown will. onto the main show. But I don't know how much time it'll get.
2: Yeah... Scary stories to tell in the dark. I'll be there. <laughs> I don't know why. I just told y'all I'm afraid of the thing, but here I go. I'm going to go there. That's my childhood. Anyway, back to wrestling. There's a Randy Orton video package talking about his supposed greatness. While Kofi had to pretend to be <laughs> had to pretend to be a Jamaican, be the fun guy, because he couldn't step up to his level. Orton sent him to the bottom of the ladder, and then there was a new Kofi and Ali and he took him out. Kofi stepped up and took that opportunity and won the title. Orin takes credit for Kofi Mania and can't even get a thank you. Ain't that just like a white person? It's just like a Caucasian. <laughs> Kofi's win was luck. A fluke. Kofi challenging him was stupid, stupid, stupid. That's a quote. He will take the title from him at SummerSlam. Kofi is interviewed and says that it, Randy can talk all he... Oh, AJ? AJ can talk all he wants, because they have gold, and they run this place. SmackDown is now the palace of positivity. That is so interesting that they basically have Kofi in two different storylines. He's got his personal Randy storyline, and then he's got his New Day versus OC storyline.
1: What was funny about this whole thing... Well, what's good about this whole thing is, like, last week we saw it from Kofi's point of view when he was like, I remember, I was whooping your ass, and that was supposed to be my chance to get the main events, but you held me down. Everybody knows you held me down. Mm-hmm. This week, it was from Randy Orton's perspective, and he was like, because, I know Greg remembers this, the match that they had where Kofi missed a spot, and he slammed him, and he called him stupid, in the middle of the match, so they played up on that, and that's where the stupid, stupid, stupid line comes from. Uh... Yeah, so they, so they look at it from uh, Randy's point of view this week, and they, you know, based it around that. And I thought it was—I think this is being done so well. This is what I wanted, and they're executing to a T so far.
2: Yay! you are gonna feel like that until Randy wins the title.
1: Randy better not win shit.
2: <laughs> Trust them, people. All you want to.
1: Now this is the this is the match to legitimize Kofi as a strong champion, and you know.
2: I know. Do they know?
1: They better know, or it's gonna be a riot.
2: We riot. Okay, so, Kofi versus AJ. Kofi hits Shadows over Hell. Is that a real thing?
1: It is. Oh.
2: And that gets us to as the OC pulls out Styles. Styles cuts off the dive, but Kofi kicks him to the floor. And the OC attack the New Day on the floor. Kofi follows with a dive. Styles cuts Kofi Off with the Ushigoroshi and the springboard forearm eats trouble in paradise.
0: The deeper the match goes, Kofi never seems to lose that that, 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 that that athleticism right there. I'm bringing the fight now to AJ Styles. So this is no longer the house that AJ Styles built, Byron. It's the palace of positivity. The palace of positivity. Getting a little boom chop. Kofi Kingston all fired up as he should be. What a major victory this could be for Kofi Kingston on his way to SummerSlam. This may have been the house that A.J. Styles built, but right now it is resided in by one Kofi Kingston, the reigning WWE champion. Styles is in trouble. Oh, sidestep by A.J. Styles, face first into the top turnbuckle. Oh and, oh, and a stop right to the chest. Down goes Styles. Kingston trying to put away the United States champion kick out. Uh, yeah. Kofi Kingston's got the United States champion where he wants him. Kofi ready for takeoff. Kofi with a splash to the back. Trying to press the shoulders to the canvas. Uh, oh, come oh, on. And the OC, the Raw Tag Champs, pulling Styles out of trouble. Right. Again, came after Styles. This is how Styles capitalized before the break. Tensions are flaring on the outside, but AJ Styles knows the task at hand is Kingston. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> hey, wherewithal from Kofi to catch Styles. Oh, oh, wait! And Styles is teed off on Big E. Oh. oh! We kind of felt like this was going to happen. Oh man! Oh. And what oh. Kofi takes out the OC. Air Kofi. Oh. Sword through the bodies, tosses Styles back inside the ring. Obi may have AJ Styles right where he wants uh, it. Gallows has other plans. Now Big Gallows trying to slow down Kofi Kingston. Now Kingston from the apron. All caught. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Oh, to the back. Knee to the back by AJ Styles. That slight hesitation oh. by Styles favoring his knee after delivering an offensive oh. move to cost him or not. Whoa! Look out! Oh! if you just off our announce Z- test. Took out. Oh! Call Anderson, Gallows, and he crashed! Trouble in paradise! Styles.
2: got caught!
0: Trouble in paradise! And now,
2: Kofi wins! Ah, uh, for the Kofi wins. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> it was funny because uh, on that part where you were talking about they interviewed Kofi, mm-hmm. they, Big E is like, can you believe what AJ Styles and his gentrification ass just said about Smackdown? <laughs> 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 it's like gentrifying ass talking about this is his house. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Biggie is just my... yes, he understands me. It's like we're on one accord. I love it. Okay, so your final segment of the night is supposed to be about Roman Reigns' SummerSlam Challenge. He is making his way to the area to make his announcement with one of them little girls. However, a lighting rig is toppled on top of him. Um, it's it's a lot of dramatic camera movements. It's, it's the woman in the back saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. But he no-sells it and he walks away and he's looking like, what the fuck just happened? And everybody's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. And he walks away and there is no announcement and that is how your SmackDown ends for the week.
1: Okay, so remember a couple of weeks ago when we were on the show together and we talked mm-hmm. about how like, we came up with a good idea and you were like, oh, so you need to rent me my coin and we were like, but we would only want to work for them as like consultants and not have to yes. do the like do the work and then Vince come change the shit when we, you know, yes. after we even put all the work in? Yes. That's what happened to this week's Smackdown.
4: Oh.
1: Like, it was supposed to be like a six-man between the, it was supposed to be Gallows and Anderson versus The New Day. Then it okay. got switched to being a six-man. Then it got okay. switched to being Kofi Kingston versus AJ Styles with them in the corner. The okay. Daniel Bryan thing never happened. Um, right. That's like the second or third time that's happened. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville were supposed to wrestle. The Iconics never happened. Uh They shot like Uh something for WWE.com for that. And it was something else that was supposed to happen that didn't happen on this show. But yeah, Uh they like Vince apparently just fucking ripped this shit up and they had to rewrite it like twice before it made it to air. So that's why the end was so like, what the heck was this? With the Roman. That's why the Roman thing didn't it's happen. It's
2: very odd. And it's like they continued it on to you know, social media where they're like, oh, it was um a forklift or it was a this. It was yeah, an, it's accident. an accident. And it's like, yeah. so you no know, goddamn accident. Like, What are you talking
1: about? <laughs> I wonder how long they're going to keep drawing out this Dan Bryan announcement, though.
2: I don't know who they think cares.
1: I really care because I wanted to be because the promo he cut after the pay per view was really good, so it got me into it. But they keep running us up to it and then not producing. Nobody's you know, gonna Tom, care. People
2: drink a lot. Nobody remembers that little that that promo. But like you and like twenty people.
1: <laughs> well, I advise everybody to if you want to see really good promos, go over to WWE dot com and watch the after the match promos that they do. Because they're mm. they're much better. They're much sure. better. Much better. Mm,
3: mm, mm.
1: Thank you for your SmackDown report. What would you like to rate this one?
2: I'll give it a, a three.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, it was a middle of the road show. It was a three. It was a strong three. Not yeah. SmackDown's normal uh, high. You know, volume, good show, but, I mean, considering all the stuff they had to go back and change, it's understandable. For them to even get a three after all that, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Please support our sponsors over on CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free at the top of the page. Do some shopping with Amazon. Buy some gifts for the fall. Buy Halloween costumes. Never too early to start getting prepared for that type of stuff early Christmas presents. You can find all that stuff over on Amazon.com through CSPN.us. If you continue to support Amazon through CSPN, the show can continue to be free each and every week. And we can continue bringing the great content that we have here on the CSPN. So Amazon.com through CSPN.us. Do it today. Time for NXT. We start off with Jackson Riker versus Tyler Breeze. Jackson Riker grounds the actions. He starts kicking the back, but Tyler Breeze battles back with the flurry of kicks, and Tyler Breeze cradles Jackson Riker for the win. After the match, the Forgotten Sons, they start attacking and beating down Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze tries to fight him off, but he's not being successful when Fandango makes the save. Fandango runs wild. Him and Tyler Breeze clear the Forgotten Sons out of the ring, and Breezango, they're back together in NXT. So this was cool to see Fandango come out. Got a good reaction. Maybe it's the return of the Fashion Files. We can only hope. But uh, Tyler, yes. Tyler Breeze has got him some help in NXT now. Because he was talking about how everybody had friends. But he didn't. So now he's got Fandango to watch his back. We get highlights of last week's EO Shirai versus Candice LeRae Brawl. Candace is outside, waiting on Io Shirai to arrive to the building. Cameron Grimes versus Bronson Reed. This is our NXT Breakout Tournament semifinals match. Bronson Reed powers up and he hits a power slam. Reed follows with strikes and elbows. Then a Samoan drop and a big boy senton for a two count. Grimes retreats to the ropes and Reed kicks him away. Reed hits the Superman forearm. They trade strikes and then Grimes hits the running double stomp. And Cameron Grimes advances to the finals against Jordan Miles, and this match will—the final match—will take place on Takeover next weekend.
2: Yay!
1: We get comments from Matt Riddle commenting on Killian Dane's return and his attack on him. Riddle challenges Killian Dane to a match, and they will face off against each other next week. Shayna Baszler arrives; she calls out me and you. She says that she got Mia's message and says that this isn't the street that they, meaning uh, Shayna, Marina, and Jasmine are professional fighters. She says that Yim has already lost and she will put her to sleep because street rats don't last long in her reign. Huh? Mia Yim arrives and says that Shayna is scared. Mia asks where Shayna's friends are and says that this isn't a game. Mia says that she has nothing to lose and everything to gain and she will bring the fight debate and she will bring a fight that Shayna can't train for. Baszler says Yim isn't special and everyone will see that she's nothing but street trash. So this was cool because uh, Shana Baszler comes out with her like Slayer shirt on, her rock, you know, gear, whatever, and uh, she's calling her street trash and all that stuff. And then Mia Yim comes out with a N.W.A t-shirt on so it's like the contrast and the styles of everything if you're looking real close for stuff like that and then uh, Mia's like hey game recognized game and you looking real unfamiliar Shana mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: so I liked it I thought this was a really good promo Mia Yim is starting to kind of find her promo legs so that's really good um, I wish you could have been on the podcast last week when we talked about Stokely uh, Hathaway telling after she beat up uh, the girl in the uh, performance center and threw her in the mm. locker and stuff. Okay, so Stuckley Hathaway <laughs> is this black manager, and he was like on the phone out front of the uh, full cell talking about, I'd like to report an assault. He's like, No, I haven't been <laughs> assaulted. And then he starts giving mm-hmm. out Mia's like personal shit. He's like, Her name's Mia again. Her address is that. <laughs> and then he starts to say it, and she walks up on him, and, and he's like, Hey, mom, I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: actually saw that video and
1: I cackled. So there's another one this week where he's walking down the hall and uh, I forgot the wrestler who's with him and they're like going to like change or something like they're getting ready to go work out. He's like, man, forget about Donovan Djokovic. I'm tired of hearing about him. And then they walk into the locker room and then Djokovic is standing right there and stepping out the way. It's like, "Uh, let's go to a different one. Let's go to a different one. So he's actually been very funny on their .com and Twitter. So I don't know uh, when he's going to bring some of that stuff to TV, but hopefully he can get it on TV soon because it's real good on .com and on their uh, NXT Twitter account. So Regal comes outside and he meets with Candice LeRae. He tells her that Io isn't going to be here tonight, that he gave her the night off. So Candice asks Regal for a match against Io at TakeOver and Steven Regal agrees. So, for the first time ever, we're going to have two women's matches on TakeOver. That's going to be cool.
2: Yay.
1: Main event time, Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunn. Strong counters the bitter end. He hits the knee strike and the tiger for a 2 count. The stronghold follows, but Pete Dunn attacks the hand and lays in kicks. Dunn locks on the triangle and he snaps the fingers and Roderick Strong taps out. So, after the match... The Velveteen Dream is kind of lurking down to the ring like he's going to attack Roderick Strong, I mean, Pete Dunn. And then uh, Roderick Strong starts yelling like, hey, 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 hey. So it kind of gets Pete Dunn's attention. So, you know, of course the Dream kind of like backs up like, hey, I wasn't about to do nothing. And so he does the uh, Velveteen Dream pose in front of Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn grabs his fingers, does the finger snap, <laughs> and then hits him with the bitter end, lays Dream out. And Pete Dunn is standing tall. So that last match was really good. Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn. Great NXT TV match. Definitely watch that. Tune into that. The Shayna Baszler, Mia Yim promo. I really like that. I'm glad it's going to be uh, Trevor Lee versus ACH in this NXT breakout tournament. And I hope Trevor Lee beats the damn breaks off of ACH. I just hate this new gimmick. <laughs> uh, Tyler Breeze getting Fandango back. That was cool to see them down at NXT again. And uh, hopefully they have something they can uh, get into the tag team title mix because I, even though I love them and, but they haven't been a big part of the show since they won the titles. I don't think the street profits is going to make it through takeover with the titles, but that's for next week when we get to play DD J- Jone's favorite game, who you got for SummerSlam weekend.
2: <laughs> I can't wait.
1: <laughs> I just want to let everybody know. Check out the What We Were Watching hashtag to check out some of the outstanding matches that took place this past week in the G1 over in Japan. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Okada, uh, or Will Ospreay, excuse me, versus um, Zack Sabre Jr. was great. Okada versus Sonata was really good. Uh, John Moxley versus Naito was excellent. Uh, Ishii versus Juju Robinson, Mm -hmm. really good. So there's been a lot of good matches. Uh, uh, Tanahashi versus Sonata was excellent. So there's been a lot of good matches this past week that we're getting ready to review coming up on the next Cast of Strong Style that you guys can watch if you use the What We are Watching hashtag. Uh, if you don't have uh, New Japan World or you want to get caught up on some of the really good matches that are taking place over there. So at this point, Miss Didi turn it over to you for your shout outs thank yous and final thoughts if you would like
2: uh, final thoughts like I'm Jerry Springer yes no I don't have any Um, (laughs) uh, shout out to you of course shout out to Mo for for trying to hold it down the other day Um, shout out to Sam Greg the baby Um, shout out to Jade and Tatiana Janine per usual shout out to all my um, Ladies of the Rysel cast. Yeah. That's
1: it. All right. I'd like to thank Miss Didi Jonay, Samuel Kalunga, and Greg for being able to join me on this episode. It's always fun to hear from all the members of the show on the same call. So I really appreciate that. Just give a thanks to Mo underscore Reese for uh, filling in a couple of times. Uh, Definitely helped me out in the clutch. Give a big shout out to Anwar Starwin, everybody who helps me with cast a strong style. Everybody here at the CSPN, again, everybody who takes the time to record the shows and produce the content, greatly appreciated. All of the fans as well, continue to share, rate, review, uh, extend the reach of the podcasts, help us grow our footprint out here on the internet. Be sure to check out the Dark Match over on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Like I said in October. That's where all our AEW stuff is going to be. So if you're not, if you want to find out what we think about AEW, you got to subscribe to the Dark Match over on the Patreon page. Continue to support our sponsors through CSPN.us each and every week to help keep the podcast free. And on that note, for our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Janet, the RawCast reporter, Mr. Samuel Kalunga, the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Mr. Magnum Prime, I'm your host, Don Delorente. And this has been episode 248 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo.
0: I'll tell you, standing in the ring with all of those legends trying to avoid Stone Cold's beer bath, uh, at the end of the show, it, it was amazing. I mean, they were all toasting the past, the present, and the future. It was really magic. And then afterwards, back in the locker room, a lot of the legends were sitting around talking, and a lot of them were saying... They wished that they could go back in the ring and have one last match. Now, Trish, I want to ask you, do you ever wish that you could come back in the ring and have that one final match?
6: Jerry, like you know, I mean... It's in my blood, WWE's in my blood, it's part of my heart, my soul. I don't think there's ever gonna be a time where I won't get that itch. But I'm, like I'm kind of a mom now and I gotta do
5: my mom (laughs) duties, you know? I, I mean, I have a mom, you have a mom, he has a mom, they all have moms, yeah? Sounds like an excuse to me. Because the greatest moment of your life hasn't happened yet. Because at SummerSlam, in front of your perfect, precious children, the queen challenges you. I mean i expected more out of the seven time women's champion but you know what i know what it is since the wwe has evolved and we're no longer models shaking their assets we are women changing the industry trailblazers like me i expected more of a competitive fire from you Oh, but you know, you know, you know, you know what? I know what it is. You don't think that you can hang with the queen. So get the hell out of my ring, hop in your minivan, and go back to changing diapers.
2: Look,
6: I respect you, Charlotte Flair. I think you're a hell of an athlete. You're an incredible performer. But right now, you're just being a b- And let me remind you, there would be no trail for you to blaze if it wasn't for me. Jacqueline and Ivory and Beth Phoenix. And second of all, you more than anyone should know that to be the woman, you need to beat the woman. You want your match at SummerSlam? You've got your match at SummerSlam. <laughs>